0: Download the
1: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Meer and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Glam Mirror. I'm Dr. Tabitha I'm here, and I'm here with someone who I absolutely have so much admiration for, Yessi Ortiz, who's a face of Power 106 in L.A., L.A.'s biggest hip-hop radio station. But I think her biggest thing is she is a mother to seven <laughs> adopted children and was able to do all of this while raising her kids. Welcome, with Thank Yesi. you.
0: Thank you so much for being for having me here, I guess. You know, this is an awesome experience. Well, I
1: have to tell you, this is a great experience for me because you are a huge powerhouse out there in Los Angeles. And I read somewhere that you actually were really shy as a kid. Very shy. How in God's name did you go from there to radio?
0: You know what, I think my, um, I I think just me being in a room where no one can really see you, brought out the best in me. (laughs) Because I was so shy. But, you know, to my friends and to my you know, people that I felt very comfortable with, I was fun, I was funny, I was goofy, I was witty, and uh, having that plus adding music, which I love music, right. kind yeah. of just brought that out of me. And so it's
1: almost like radio made you find your voice. I- yeah.
0: Dang, I so like
1: that, that. So that. So, you know, I'm I'm trying not to be intimidated here because she is a midday host on one of the biggest radio stations. <laughs> you Thank so you. please
0: give me some tips. Girl, there. you're doing a great <laughs> job already. I'm like, Thank what? You. She, she, the minute we walked in here, she's like, okay, this is my plan. I was like, no, that's exactly how I think. No, that's awesome. So you're I'm like, great. I'm not going to talk to you till we start rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not being rude. No, right. <laughs> nah, right. But right. I
1: want to kind of like, I want to really highlight, like a lot of times I like to bring women on here who have are doing amazing things. Yeah.
0: You are a mother of seven. Yeah, I was mo- a mom of seven, adopted six. So even though I, ha- I raised the seventh the, ch- the seventh child, I officially just adopted six. Isn't that amazing? So you had, a, you had quite
1: the upbringing to bring you to this point. And mm-hmm. I would like anyone who's listening to walk away from this podcast feeling a little bit more inspired about their circumstances and that you can change it for the best, which yeah. is what you did. So... What would you tell people about your childhood? Like,
0: how would you describe it? You know, it was um, a little challenging. Uh, English definitely was not my first language. It was Spanish. So I was, you know, in ESL classes. And our family was one of the first Latinos, Mm -hmm. you know, minority groups in the the city that I grew up in, which was Laguna Hills. Wow. So we came to Orange County and we pretty much like I went to Laguna Hills High School mm-hmm. and but growing up, you know, where we found more Latinos, more minorities were in San Juan Capistrano like on this one street. Right. So like in in San Juan, it's like one street, one little neighborhood of all Latinos and then wow. you go further up to Orange County like Irvine, Laguna Niguel, Aliso Viejo and you you find the same thing there, one street of all Latinos, which is where I grew up in and so you know, it was it was challenging to make friends. Yeah, you know, it um, it was challenging to as like an elementary school. Um, it was challenging to feel accepted. You never accepted. felt like you fit in. No, I get never. that because I
1: was the only minority in my high school. Uh, I think there was like one other African American family, and it was always like my hair wasn't cool because had long, thick, curly, yeah. Hair and and else, hair yeah, and it was dark hair. It wasn't blonde. And everybody hair. else was like in a sea of blondes, and if they weren't born blonde, they became blonde by the time high school was done. Hi, girl. I'm looking like, I'm blonde. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I decide. Yeah, no, well, it's okay now. It's okay you're blonde now. now. It's okay. But um, and then talk about like I, I mean, it's so fascinating to me. Like you came from. This immigrant immigrant family yeah. in a community where you were pretty much the only one of you know your kind of background, yeah, right? yeah. And you got into this huge platform on radio yeah. while while raising these kids. Yeah, How did that
0: come about? So basically, what ended what happened for me was I didn't fit in. I didn't feel like I fit in right. in that in the city. And although it's a great place to raise a family, it, the suburbs was really difficult for me as a child to really feel comfortable in because. Right. I was trying to find myself. Yeah, and very judgmental. Very judgmental. Very, you know. And I was looking to explore, be more multicultural. Yeah, I really was fascinated by, you know. One of my best friends growing up was Filipino, and another best friend of mine was um, Chinese. Uh So. I was always... Fa- my first boyfriend was black, you know, you African-American. So I was yeah. always multicultural. So I wanted to find more. Right. I felt like I can relate more um, towards other cultures, uh, being Latina. Mm-hmm. And I was searching for friends who were also as open-minded there's as I a was. a bond that
1: you have with people who are multicultural? I'm sure you felt that bond yeah. between your friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Basically, you know, my, my like I said, my best friend growing up, one of my best friends growing up, she was Filipina. And... She, she didn't really speak very good English either mm-hmm. you know so we had that kind of in common right. yeah. you know she didn't feel embarrassed if she messed up a word I didn't feel embarrassed you know if really I messed funny? up a word I
1: used to get embarrassed when friends would co- come over my house Yeah, and they would hear my mom talk and I could hear understand my mom perfectly Yeah, they'd be like your mom speaks with such a thick accent I remember I didn't know whether to punch you or throw you out of my house yeah, that's my exactly. mom yeah <laughs> exactly
0: that's my mom and then another great friend of mine yeah. she was Persian Yeah, you know um, we still keep in contact to this day but yeah. she was Persian and it was the same. Her mom was always talking in Farsi, and I and I was like listening. I was just fascinated. Yeah, I was like, "What is this?" So when I left Orange County, um, I moved to Long Beach. Okay, I moved to Long Beach in in uh, California, and I was working in Orange County still. Right. So I just happened to be driving on a on the four hundred and five freeway, commuting to work. Uh-huh. I was working at a hospital as a pharmacy in the pharmacy. Um, okay. As a pharmacy clerk, and I heard this radio commercial about broadcasting and music. That was like music. aha moment. That was my aha uh-huh. moment. I knew I loved music. I uh-huh. knew I wanted to get into the business some way, somehow. I mean, if you're going to find some weirdos and multicultural right. people, you're going to find uh-huh. it in the entertainment yes, For
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> and reality you know, TV.
0: We're going to find it there, we were girl. Both <laughs> it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I didn't know it then, but I know it now, yeah, right? So, <laughs> 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 it made sense why I was
1: so gravitated yeah. towards it. So well, I, yeah, Okay, so think about the fact that you're a pharmacy clerk and all of a sudden you hear this call to want to be on radio. Yeah. How many people told you you couldn't do it? Everyone told me I couldn't do it. My
0: mom wanted me to be a nurse. My My dad was like, you know what are you thinking? Maybe you should try to be um, is there, a lawyer. You know,
1: They're being immigrants, and my family as well. They want you to be stable and okay, and have. a They better came life here for to themselves. this country yeah. to have you go to school, yes. get an education, be a lawyer, yes. be a doctor, Which be is a when nurse. I did, but now I'm doing other things, so it's yeah. like, you know, like I, 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 I understand that dynamic because yeah. they came and they want and they better sacrificed for their kids. absolutely. So you were in this position where you were really kind of going against a little bit, right? What mm-hmm. your family wanted for you, yeah. And there was a lot of um, things going on in your family, yeah. Yeah. And what made you decide
0: not to stop or not to give up? I just had to really follow my gut. Yeah. I really had to follow my gut feeling. I was always kind of like a little stubborn anyways. Yeah, I am too. I was a little stubborn anyways in what I wanted. Yeah. I've always felt like um, I was, I was the, the, growing up, I only had an older sister, mm-hmm. one older sister, but so I was kind of somewhat the only child up until I turned 12 mm-hmm. when my mom had a boy. Mm-hmm so then I found myself as a middle child right, right? so I was like well shoot I, no one's gonna I'm <sighs> no paying attention. attention to me <laughs> I went through the whole no one pays yeah. attention to yeah. me thing right so I'm gonna do it on my own and I'm gonna figure it out and this is what I want to do damn it you yeah. know like no I get that it was one of those things I felt it in my heart I felt it in my gut I loved music I right. just knew something was there for me so, so you didn't give I up followed
1: that I would love for anyone listening right now to understand that that this it's, is what Yessie did. This is what I did. We did not give up. No. Plenty of people told me I couldn't, and yeah. I did
0: anyway because yeah. I just didn't give up. Yeah. So now you're there. Yeah. And I'm doing radio me. in Vegas at that time. Are you yeah. you're doing Vegas? Okay. I was doing. I was going to school for broadcasting, and I ended up six months into the broadcasting school. I, you know, and that broadcasting school, by the way, also told me. Don't expect to get a job, why, when you you're get out of school. a minority woman. No, not because you're a minority woman, but because you're brand new okay, to the that game. That makes sense, at least. You know, making it unfair for everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't expect to get a job. Yeah. Like when people graduate, I don't they know don't why get a they job tell right, you right that. away.
1: That's I was told in med school on my first day. Yeah. Look to the right, look to the rest, left. Fifty percent of the people in the room won't be here in four years.
0: I'm like, why do you got to start the day off like that? Right. Like, why? But isn't that see? That's what fueled <laughs> it's annoying. me. Annoying, yeah. But that's what fueled me. me. That motivated me. me. Yeah. I didn't take it as I always try to look at it Took as it like, as a oh, challenge. really? Yeah. Yeah. So too. I that motivated me to say, I'm gonna show you because yeah. you know you heard it all your life with right. your parents or your family who didn't believe the fact that this radio thing or mm-hmm. music thing was gonna work out for you so it was like well I proved them wrong I could prove some strangers wrong Yeah. so that's what I did right. and so when I um, six months into the program I was like guess what I got a part-time radio person, radio job in Vegas, and that's they're like, amazing. "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm quitting school. I'm done." Wow. See, <laughs> I had enough credits. You got, you got to school. To I got enough needed. credits. I got the foot in the door. Like, I, I used it for what I needed. I'm out. Yeah, so. I'm out. Yeah, and that's terrible to say that I quit school because I didn't well, quit anything. But here's the thing: I had enough credits. I have to yeah. say, I had, I had enough credits to graduate early. How about so that was you fine? Quit school. How about saying
1: you finished school? I with finished school, with <laughs> and you left prior to graduation for an amazing job. How did you get? Um, um mm-hmm. The job that you had, Power One Hundred and Six. How did you kind of get involved
0: with them? So you know, radio is such a small world that everyone knows everyone. So yeah. as I'm in Vegas, I'm meeting all these amazing people who then themselves were promoted. Right. And one in particular um, was promoted to a radio station uh, in San Diego, and then I shortly followed in Mexico to Mexico, and oh. he went to L. A. Then I went to San Diego, so I kind of like followed follow his footsteps. Yeah. And is he sort of like a mentor to you. Or he was a, mento- to he was a mentor. He was a mentor. Right. One of my mentors in radio. And he happened to be at Power 106 before me. And I was already looking for a position in Los Angeles. And I got I'd offered a position in Los Angeles for to do a bilingual radio station. Uh-huh. And before the program director of Power 106, um, before I made that move, the director of Power 106 was like, let me let me. Who's this new girl that they're going to hire? And my friend was like, I know her. Yeah. She's a friend of mine. See? And that's and how it happened. That's
1: why I tell everybody, be nice. Be a good person. Yeah. If people don't like you, they're not going to go that extra effort to make sure to help you. Yeah. It's just human nature. Yeah. People will always remember how you made them feel.
0: You And you'll never know who or what. Yeah. They be might gracious. Type. Yeah. Always. Absolutely. Be gracious on the
1: way up. Be gracious on the way down. Absolutely. Um, Talk to me about, it seems like it's such an exciting job, like to be able to be on radio every day, to meet the people that you meet, Mm -hmm. to get the music exclusives that you get. Yeah. What is your favorite part of your job?
0: Oh my god! Is there one thing? Tell me everything. I I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Honestly, my favorite part, this is going to sound really cheesy, but it's the truth. I can't, I can't tell you how many times bring on the cheese the, okay. the, the the truth of the matter is meeting the people who listen to who listen to me every day see because you get that feedback. I get to put that face yeah. to an imaginary face yeah. that I have in my mind right and you're in a room you're just talking in front of a microphone you don't no, you don't know who's listening right so when i get to meet somebody who says i listen to you and it's just like oh wow Doesn't thank that you sense? so that is the best feeling for me that they say you helped me get through my commute. You helped me get through a certain time in my life. Yeah. Or thank you for putting a smile on my face. It's like, wow, you just put the biggest smile on my face. So you kind of have everything it takes to be, when I look at you, you have
1: the hard work and the perseverance and the gratitude. Thank you. Because what's going on now is you're beginning to hear back from people. And when I say beginning, I mean you are. And you have that gratitude, like, you know what, this is why I'm doing it. You didn't say yeah. my favorite part is the celeb. You said the people listening. And yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's oh, sort of like what keeps me going, too. Yeah.
0: Um, what's your sign? I'm Capricorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, hardworking. Yeah, hardworking and stuff. Yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, talk to me about your personal life in terms of being a mom. How much of a challenge is that? I mean, I can't. I can't even fathom I, how much. I you, definitely. You, how much sleep do you get? Um, <laughs> six hours, girl. And I just found out that that's all you need is six all hours because you, need you barely. Six need Six hours. That's all I found out. I know. So and in med school, I got four to six hours. I never needed more
0: than that. Yeah. Um, more
1: than that, you kind of get a little more sluggish.
0: You do get a little six, bit more sluggish. Six four is, four good. is good. It's nice, solid, and then like fifteen minute nap here and there yeah, if you can. But yeah. for the most part, it was challenging. Um, I have to say when I when. I, the kids really saved me. Yeah, I say People say I saved those kids. I think they saved me. Yeah, honestly, I, that. I I don't think um, I definitely was not a perfect parent, and still not a perfect parent. I mean, I was growing up myself too. But all I knew is I did everything from love. Yeah. Everything was driven off love. Every all of my decisions that I made, every decision that I decided to to do, whether it came to my career or my children or my any other members of my family, was from love. Mm-hmm. It was never out of my own wants it was what was the best for our family overall at that time and if it meant someone had to sacrifice you know not you know whether I had to sacrifice a dinner dinner with the kids you know, I would sacrifice dinner with the kids over going a parent night, you mm-hmm. know, back to school night or something like that. I would make it to a back to school night or I would make it to a parent teacher conference, but I wouldn't be able to make it, you know, dinner. So I had to play a little game of ch- chess every single day. Well, because you were supporting everybody. You yeah. Trying
1: to make a career. I mean, look at what you did. You created this insane career for yourself while taking care
0: of all of these kids. But I did it because of them. Because of them. And they drove How did me they save to- you? Girl, they taught me patience. Yeah. They taught me how to love more. Mm-hmm. They, they, they actually, I didn't realize how much love I had. Isn't that amazing? Because you know, I didn't realize how much love I had to give. Um, they taught me how to be organized. They taught, how, they taught me how to communicate better. Yeah. They taught me how every child loves differently. So yeah. they taught me how to understand different personalities, different people. Um, And like I said, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. But I like the fact that you said you weren't a perfect parent because it takes a
1: big person and a good parent to admit that. Oh, Oh, thank you. You know, because parenthood is not like... Doesn't come with a manual. No,
0: girl, doesn't. And not. you
1: were young when you kind of. Yeah. I, well, how old
0: were you when you? I was twenty-four. 20s? I was 24, 25 years old. Can I, I tell you what most people are doing when they're twenty-four and twenty-five? Yeah, girl, they're not on the that. streets right now partying. <laughs> not <laughs> that. They're not doing that. You yeah. Know? yeah. They're not yeah. that.
1: They're probably you know. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just that 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 to me you know these these kids that you have in your life gave you a purpose and I understand that because I have two nieces and I know it sounds like nothing but they're my sister's kids and I feel like but I'm see, their that's mother your feel
0: like they're, they're that's they're how my, I felt my kids. Yeah. You know?
1: And I always tell my my sister that when Sophia, my oldest, was, her oldest, our oldest was born, two mothers were born that day. And I feel mm-hmm. that. And so all of these things you're talking about resonate with me so deeply. And it just made me feel like, okay, there's a bigger purpose to everything. And it changed me from being a little selfish to a lot more selfless. Like everything I do now is because I think about
0: what I would want them to have as an example growing up. And that's exactly what, what my motivation was. What was the example I would want them to have growing up? You're remarkable. Well same to you. Kudos (laughs) to you you. because you have the same, you know, similar feelings and similar situations as far as your nieces and nephews are concerned. I just don't
1: want them to feel like how I feel like we felt growing Mm up. Um that we didn't fit in, that we didn't look like everybody else and we wanted more than what was around us at that time. Exactly. I was raised in a small town and I could not wait to get the hell out. Yeah. (laughs) Not not no disrespect to anything there because it gave me a lot of the tools I needed but what I wanted was bigger and more expansive yeah in terms of experience and what I had there and I made it for myself
0: yeah and congrats thank that's, you and congrats that's, to you
1: and it's huge just, just amazing I mean I just am so unbelievably blown away well, Thank you. Everyone. welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul this is glam with dr taba samir
0: what's what are you doing now? Like, what's sort of in the cards for you now? So I have been. Um, I did the season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood last. We haven't even touched on that. Because last I'm so busy season, admiring your. You know, <laughs> no, yeah. that's, I talk talk that's about fine. Really, no, TV it's girl, it's totally fine. But that's I, a, that's I, an intense. I did intense, do that, and yeah. that's why I didn't come back for season two. Okay, it's because intense. it was so intense. It's
1: intense. You know, I have some of my friends who are in Love and Hip Hop in New York, mm-hmm. and I know, and I've been on a TV show too. Mm-hmm. I know why people
0: don't come back. And you know, I read. Remember, yeah. there was time. There was a time that I went to go. Um, I had to go film, mm-hmm. and I had my hair and makeup done. I was on my way, and then I get a phone call from you know uh, school, and oh, it's no. regarding one of my kids, yeah. one of my students. So I was just like. I have to turn this car back around yeah. and I need to go. That's, to me, that was a real, real, real awakening. I was like, okay, I can't do this yeah. reality TV stuff right now. It consumes your life. It consumes your, it life. Consumes you no your life. There's your no life. schedule. No. There's like, tomorrow. There's hey, you're going to film tomorrow. Yeah. Get ready. And you're just like, I had all these things planned. So you can't plan your week. You can't plan your schedule. No. So for me as a working mom and having a full-time career already, it was a big... Um, you know I don't have you know my mother was staying with us and she was helping me a lot yeah, but I know goodness. it was a lot of pressure on lot. her too
1: what made you want to do it in the first place Like what the reality people? show
0: because yeah. I felt you know at that time I was like you know it's People have known me for being a voice mm-hmm. in the city, and I would now want to be seen as the face. Because you have a beautiful face. Well, Why thank you. you
1: <laughs> what did you get out of it that you felt was a positive thing? Did, you get, uh, did it help your career? Like, you need any help there, but, you know, did it help you in any yeah, way? Yeah, actually, it did. It helped
0: mm-hmm. me realize what it's like to sit on this side of the chair yeah. as, instead of that side of gotcha. the chair, and how to um, be, you know, re- receive... Mm-hmm. Um, receive attention. The, the attention yeah. because I'm still you, know, you gotta understand I I was sheltered I was shy I yeah. was in a box for radio so it's helping me grow as a person it's helping me come out of my shell and embrace my beauty because for a long time you know I wasn't really hair and makeup and, and getting dressed that. up in heels Troy knows my friend is sitting here <laughs> next to me Hi. <laughs> the first time he met me was just before the reality show and he did my he came over to my hotel room to do my hair and I was just like this young naive right young woman so it's really helped embrace my beauty my have more confidence and really have more self-love
1: and I think it's always and I encourage everyone if it makes you a little uncomfortable and a little scared that's
0: good thing go do it yeah it's called growth
1: go do it because you got this you know you have this amazing position at your radio station, your big, your p- voice there, you're popular, But you, being in front of the, t- the camera is a totally different experience. Totally it's different make you experience. Better. Absolutely. For me, if I could say one thing from yeah. my experience was the same. I found a voice that I didn't know I had in terms of I thought that I was able to speak and I thought I was outspoken, but I really had no idea that there was yeah. more yeah. there. Um, but, you know, I get the whole scheduling and your particular love and hip-hop that's just more drama-packed. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> was a you lot. I was walking on eggshells. Yeah, yeah, I was walking on eggshells. I, I have to tell you,
1: I watched one episode, I can't remember which one it was, but these girls were getting pedicures. And everybody knows what a manicurist looks like. Uh-huh. First of all, they're not 300-pound black men in wearing black head-to-toe. Right. So these girls were getting their feet kind uh-huh. of manicured, pedicured. And you knew that those were security guards, Man- right? No,
0: they're, it's, it's the manly hands. Yes. They, um, are you oh, talking about my season? Was? Yes. It, they're, they're manly actual, hands. No. They're actual. It's an actual company in the city of I thought LA. I they were security guards, no. who's ready for to pop in. They really. It's really a company called Manly Hands, oh my God. and it's Manny's and Petties by glad real you men. That up yeah. So that like, there's no way. Yeah, girl. I know all of them. They're really great guys. too okay. By the way, well, so it was really just nice funny
1: because I'm seeing them give these kind of pedicures, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden, within five seconds, there's a fight that breaks out, and they're breaking up the fight, and I'm like, wait, no, no, no. They're they had, like, that's, all that's why they were men giving.
0: That makes sense. That's funny. You never see that. Yeah. No, you don't ever see that which, yeah. but you know it worked so
1: speak if you speak to the drama because i'm sure you know
0: yeah there was a lot of drama there was times where i was like walking on eggshells and i remember the time that ray j came to the studio and he went just like ate on me about his song getting played on the radio what people don't realize is that we filmed for we filmed that scene like an hour and a half because he was so uh, i don't know what yeah i, I think he was drunk yeah. personally yeah um because he was out of it, yeah, he was, it was out of himself. it. It was in himself. And I'm like, what's what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Are you what, what's go- is this for real? Mm-hmm. You know, I just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It, it was like a loose cannon almost. So I was just kind Seems of like taken an hour, back him by, by it.
1: Bad like that. Yeah, like, and I it was trying to cal- calm
0: him down. Uh-huh. And then he, you know, he said he was sorry. He was apologizing. Profusely over certain things I was like it's okay so that's why if you look at the scene I had this confused look on his, my face because like, I'm like why are you acting this way now we're back to being irate yeah. and then two seconds later you're back to I'm sorry and then you're irate again yeah. so there was a lot of confusion yeah <laughs> And it was like literally an
1: hour. Well, do you think Ray J's in on the joke? Because like, I feel like people always ask me if it's scripted. I don't think it's scripted, but they definitely put you in situations and they egg, you know, yeah, egg people on to behave a certain way. Yeah. No one makes you do anything. I, but
0: yeah. I don't think I think Ray, J's just Ray J just <laughs> raging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because when we were down, when we were upstairs mm-hmm. and after that scene was over, he went, he was the scene was over. He left security took him out. He was still outside ranting. ranting. You think he was drinking? But the cameras were off. I think he was drinking. He must have been drinking. The cameras were off. Yeah. So I was just like, what is up with this dude? And you know, Mm -hmm. reality could probably do that to you. Reality TV show could probably do that to you only because you don't know if this person's coming to you on the reel or they're coming to you because producers put something in their head. Absolutely. And now you're just trying to figure it out. I I know
1: exactly how that feels. Yeah. So that trust
0: is like wait a second are you being for real yeah. or is this something the producers have you do right you know what I mean so and that's
1: exactly what I mean you don't it's not scripted yeah you don't know what's happening right next, but somebody somewhere I believe is putting a seed in someone's ear to act right. a certain way and no one's ever told me that but that's what I feel yeah
0: girl so that's why I couldn't come back for season two I was like this is too much yeah. I, I I don't want to be unsure of people's friendships and I don't want to be unsure of loyalty. also the
1: stress level is out of control yeah. like I never slept better in my life till after my show was over yeah and was nothing like yours. <laughs> yeah. Um and I just think sometimes like you have no control over how they're gonna portray you. You don't. Because you can film for a week straight. They yeah. might only put five minutes of that time in and did that
0: affect They barely you? took so me and Morgan had an intervention with Ray J. Okay. And I thought they were gonna air that on television. Anything. They air, they put that on the website. Yeah. So it's like what happened to the intervention? We came, this was after the rant we went to his office. We had a sit down meeting with Ray J about our concerns of his drinking and his possible other and they drug didn't abuse want to address that. and you know and it, it, he got it it got like you know Morgan got a little emotional, and we you know, but that never aired. That part was Bizarre. put on the internet, so it's like that's that was another reason why it's like you're gonna you're just gonna show. Ray J being irate at the building and then leave and me just being like, what the heck, and that's it.
1: Do you think there was favoritism by the producers? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I understand that, too. I think this so, too. me off, because you can see that some of them are the favorites. Yeah. And they get better um, treatment. Like, yeah. Ray J's drinking storyline maybe something Ray J didn't want put out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I definitely feel like the, the producers did have a little bit of favorites. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was favorites because they were the ones to give more camera time exactly Yeah, you know, they were the ones that which have. leads
1: to the craziness like yeah. people know they're going to get the tra- especially love and hip hop yeah. if, you're gonna, if, you, if you come
0: cool collective yeah. nah try, that's not happening if you try and be
1: like reasonable and rational yeah you're nah that's burr, 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 <laughs> boring <laughs>
0: you'll get your walking papers yeah. like okay
1: yeah. you know, we'll no. call you don't call they, us they want that <laughs> drama so you made the decision not to come back for right. very very good reasons and also you know you've got a family you've got kids you've got this great career you have control of
0: that more, or yeah, less? absolutely. And I felt like I couldn't have control over this, so I was like, you know what? I but I did find like I enjoyed television, I enjoyed the creative process mm-hmm. of what goes into making a reality show. Do you so, you think you would do more TV? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely would. I think what I'm finding now is I enjoy putting a creative story together mm-hmm. and filming it and mm-hmm. putting it on on a screen. Is that kind of your next step? You th- it is, yeah. yeah. So I wrote a... I co-wrote a script with a friend of mine. He's a comedian. And we're pitching that now. Uh-huh. So hopefully we'll pick... You know, we'll, we'll get that out there in the next year or so. Because, you know, TV, it takes a long time. Yeah. Um, God, but yeah. It, it does take a, t- a long time to do that. And... Um, I just appeared on CBS to talk. Shout out to CBS! I saw that. Was that fun? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I'm actually Those going back. Fun. I'll be back on. Um, I'll be back on the show Those again. Those girls have fun. Yeah.
1: You know, I kind of see you on a show like that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like Thank I you. see you
0: on your own. You know, like
1: a panel talk show or your own talk show. I feel like I've talked to people who did their own talk shows. Yeah. And um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot own. of work to do your own. Like, I think that would be crazy just because, I don't know, for me. You need the right But a people. panel, because you need to bounce off people. It's different yeah. when you're doing something every single day by yourself. And
0: you're it's putting yourself out there a lot. Yeah. You're putting yourself out there a lot. You're going to be exposing yourself to people disagreeing with your own views of life, mm-hmm. your own views of parenting and political views, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. it's, it's very vulnerable yeah. to be on a show like that. Yeah. I mean, what you and I do is very vulnerable. Yes. You speak your mind. So the you're going to people who, for us of sometimes. course. And and it's sad, too, because can we not bully this month? It is the month of anti-bullying month. I did, and a, I did a talk um, on the
1: National anti bully Day. I, I talk a lot on Periscope. I give a lot of lectures. And my whole point is to educate people. And there was one that I was giving on not bullying. Do you understand? I got 17 tweets by people who specifically use that as a call to action to bully me on that scope. See, that's so ridiculous. And I ridiculous. was like, you know what? I have to just say the following. I will never meet you. I don't know who you are. I don't care about you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and I also think about that with friends that put weird stuff on social media about other friends. Why do you spend time creating a post about someone else that's so passive aggressive? Right, it's pathetic. It's
0: so it's not even worth it. It's like let's educate, let's educate, let's show more love, let's yeah. more show more compassion, yeah. and it's this. It's just so ridiculous how people use that.
1: And if you're being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and giving all of yourself to somebody else and if they are so low as to come for you on social media, girl bye. But
0: go, yeah, girl bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't let it yeah, don't See let it go by. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I got exactly. I got better things to do with my we life. We got more people to, you know, help and yeah. and show compassion towards who are ready to receive it.
1: So I want to know what's next now? What is next?
0: So what's next for me is hopefully continuing um, doing co-hosting segments with CBS A Talk, pitching this scripted series um, that I have, a dramedy that I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. And I'm about 85% done with this book that I Co-wrote with one of my dearest friends. She's like my sister. She's also out of L.A. Another radio host out in Los Angeles, Found. Cecilia the Mamacita. What up, girl?
1: What kind of a uh, book?
0: Uh, it's actually about a self. It's a self-woman's oh. or self-help w- book, sort of say. It's like it's like a little pocket guide mm-hmm. for about women and their true dating stories. We took that. we took a bunch of women. We put them in a room. Gave him a bunch of alcohol. We pressed record (laughs) and we went down and we. The
1: social lubricant.
0: Talked about everything. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about everything from cheating stories to social media dating, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And we put it in this one book and we also gave affirmations and what to, um, how to look for self. Worth and self love is the book available now? Not yet. It's about eighty five percent done. We got a few more things to change it and make it better to hopefully um, sell well.
1: I want you back on when that book's ready. Yeah, we. I would love to, have to come back on. you and your co author? I'll make sure we send
0: you a copy. Yeah, and that we in will talk about dating,
1: and that will be mm-hmm. probably a two hour podcast. <laughs> probably, girl. We were t- me and my friend were talking outside about dating, oh, and it, yeah, yeah. Because my show was a dating show, and you, how you're talking a little bit ago about the producers putting stuff in their ears. I'd be on a date with someone, I'd be like. You're a little too smooth at all this. Yeah. Someone told you something to say to me. And then, you know, of course they're going to say no. But. See, and that's what reality show does yeah. to it, it, it you. Especially when you're to date. It messes with your brain. And and it creates insecurities. Yes, it does. And it's I like, like, I don't yeah. want to be insecure. Because I'd said on one of my questions that somebody in the media asked me, what's your favorite kind of guy? And this guy that they brought on literally check one, check two, check three. And it was like he was pitching me a used car. And I was like, yeah, this is not going to
0: work. <laughs> yeah, <it's not> gonna <laughs> I work don't know now. what's happening.
1: But um, what's your Instagram and your Instagram? Where can everybody find
0: you? Uh, Instagram is Yessi Ortiz, Y-E-S-I, and then Ortiz, O-R-T-I-Z. You can find me uh, on Instagram, Twitter, which is also yesiortiz, Ortiz, and YesiOrtiz.com. And power. Power106.com. Nice. And I'm
1: I'm gonna be in LA over the next few months. I'm Are you gonna, gonna, gonna come by? I'll come by if you yeah, want. Come me by, to. Come by, say what's up. Absolutely, I'd love that. And I just want to tell you, like. I was just I fell in love with your story thank you very much I was so inspired by you I was so unbelievably like just in meeting you in person you are above and beyond all expectations oh girl stop a, no thank you're just you. such a generous thank kind so person much. and you're a mom and you've done so much for so many people and I just really I'm,
0: I'm they've always. done a lot for me yeah they
1: they've have. done it's a lot mutual, for me and I understand yeah. that but keep keep doing what you're doing thank I you. think only good good things are going to come your way thank
0: you you're going to make me cry <laughs> it's okay we can cry together my oldest son tells me that the Same thing. He's like, You're a beautiful person. Oh. You're a star. I love you. you know and I was so like, Well,
1: cool? how old is your oldest son? It's 22. You know what's really cool? Um, I remember when my nieces were born, I was showing them all this love, and yeah. now they're starting to show me love back. Yeah. And, they're three and it's and a four. little,
0: to me, it's a little overwhelming because I'm just like, well, I didn't do anything but just love you. And then they're like 10 times more loving, yeah. and you're like, Okay, stop. I don't know. I'm going to die from all this love. I it's so and I have beautiful you, and generous. I, I know. Think, you're looking at me all weird. <laughs> no, but it's true. Sometimes I look at the
1: fact of how they love me back. Yeah. And I think to myself, I must be doing something right. Yeah, I know I must because be doing something right. These guys, you know, because I've seen I've seen mothers that had their kids young and really took it for granted, and their kids kind of grow up and they don't have that relationship. And I understand that too because nobody's perfect. No one is but perfect. When you when you actually see that reciprocated, your twenty two year old son telling you that, that's yeah. that's better than anything else anywhere. yeah
0: it's it's so sweet and so yeah. charming that he does that and I just try and um, give him the best guidance and love that I can but you know it's it's very sweet and it's very
1: I want to just say I can't wait to see you on the talk I can't wait Thanks. for your new book <laughs> and I will definitely be looking for you everywhere everyone this is the beautiful Yessie Ortiz oh, thank you so much just I hope that you all came away from this knowing never to give up on your dreams and the more love you give the more love you get back that's right self-love. Be loved. Thank you so much
0: for being here. Thank you so much for having me.